They know how to eat and live. Yeah. Instead of that lettuce wraps and all that stuff. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Bites. Discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Hey, Ann, on this week's edition of uh, This Bites, we're going to talk about the return of bread programs to restaurants. And then we're going to talk about this really cool new pop-up series called Travesty, not the, spelt the way you think. Uh, then a really cool documentary about ramen. If you love ramen, you definitely want to stick around for this. Uh, we also got a new menu at the Milwaukee Chop House. Then the really cool benefit, the annual Dim Sum Give Sum. And then uh, we're also going to talk about another cool event over at Third Coast Provisions Oak and Oyster, the Battle of Beef. I thought they were talking about me, but, you know, anyway. You brought up this idea about bread and bread programs. Um, Bread. It it seems so basic, right? Bread, you know, a lot of places you're used to going to when you were a kid or growing up or even now, and you think, I got to have my bread basket. Mm -hmm. I want my bread basket. But then there was this whole, like, movement of, no, get the bread basket off the table because you fill up too much on bread. And that's what's creating the obesity in America. And people came anti-carb diets and all that. Anti-carb, the Atkins diet, Mm -hmm. you know. But you've noticed a trend. Well, what I've noticed is um, I like bread. I don't love bad bread baskets. (laughs) I don't want a dried out old roll. I don't want something that is clearly stale Mm. or or you can tell it came from somewhere else or it's just some kind of bad, you know what I mean, frozen product. Something bread in a bag. What I love is this um, idea that when a restaurant can do it, and it's a big undertaking, if they can bake their own bread in-house, a lot of times you have a really great product, mm. and it makes it really yeah. worth So it's sort of in addition to their wine yeah. program, now the restaurants yes. are bringing back the baking in-house. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, think about this, Tariq. When Arden opened, you know, in the very beginning, they were doing a la carte. Now they do a prefix menu, but one of those courses is a is a bread and butter course. I don't mm. know if you've had it. It's a handmade roll with this artisan butter and cheese, and it's wonderful. They make it there? Yes. Oh. And um, you realize, like, what a difference it makes. It's Wisconsin, a Wisconsin product. Mm. The You know, the butter is coming right from Wisconsin cows. Okay, so take let's take us over to Birch and Butcher, which opened um, a couple months, several months ago. Yeah. yeah. So they've they're cooking everything on a hearth. And one of the things the owner, Miles, is doing is, so he's got a bread program, too, um, utilizing the hearth to make bagels so that when you get there in the morning, they open at 7, 7.30 in the morning, you get a fresh bagel, mm. bagel sandwich, or bagel and cream cheese, bagel and cultured butter, whipped butter with mm. some wonderful sea salt on top. Nothing better, right? But on the menu, in the evening, you can also go in and order, yes, a bread course. And these are this is going to feature all the different breads he mm. might be doing that day on the hearth. Mm. So a really good... Now, okay, I say this, because, and I think you and I probably have different definitions of what makes a great cornbread. Mm-hmm. I like the cornbread he does there. It's a loaf cornbread. Uh, it's a, it's, is it sweet? Or it's not? a little sweet. Okay, yeah, it's I'm a little not... sweet. Dense, mm-hmm. very moist, um, not corny, not like corn kernels mm. in it. It's definitely more of a, a dessert bread-ish type okay. of thing. It's a little sweet. Um, there might be a rye bread. There could be wheat, pumpernickel, something dark. 
and you know you have sliced bread and and this wonderful whipped butter. Oh my god, so mm. good. Okay, here's another example. Amalinda, um, little restaurant owned by um, Chef Gregory Leone mm. and his his husband, right on Wisconsin Avenue. Just like a month ago, they decided to bring their baking in house. Partly because they've got this new relationship with a, a flour mill that's right here in the in the Milwaukee area. Mm-hmm. It's the Grafton Stone Mill. So their big thing, like a lot of restaurants, local restaurants now, is to establish these local mm-hmm. relationships. So so recently, okay, so every couple of weeks they've got a couple different breads, and uh, Gregory having definitely being Hispanic, he's doing Portuguese, different Portuguese breads, but he might also have like a molasses rye Mm. bread or a whole wheat bread, something that's let brioche rolls. And then he makes like a tapenade type of texture, but out of like a roasted Mm. vegetable spread. Mm. That comes a la carte to everybody, not a la carte, well, it comes as um, pro bono. Okay. So everybody gets that, that course at the beginning of the meal. To me, I don't know. That's that's like, okay, let's bring bread back. Okay, don't worry too much about the carbs. Mm-hmm. When it's a really good piece of sourdough bread with butter, oh, delicious. So you think more restaurants are going to be, you think this is a trend that's going to yeah, be happening? I, it's or? a little bit of a trend. It is, It is. Um, like I said, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. You got to have a baker on staff or a pastry chef that wants to do mm-hmm. it. Um, if you're going to do a sourdough, you got to keep your sourdough alive, but you can use that sourdough for other things too. You know, these are places that maybe make their own pizza crusts or they might do, uh, who knows, they might do tortillas or, um, you know, flatbreads of some Mm. kind, naan or something like that. But I mean, there's so different applications of it. I'd love to see more of it, It, but Mm. it, it's harder, you know, it's, it takes a lot to be able to do it. Does Birch and Butcher and, uh, Amalinda pretty much only two that kind of have this kind of bread program or there other no um honey pie uh, also i mean obviously people know about their pies their cupcakes and a lot of the baked goods that you're even going to find at anodyne that carries a lot of the honey pie baked goods they do all their breads in house as well they do bagels if you you know if you get a sandwich there also their biscuits Mm -hmm. that they make there because they're pretty committed to doing the baking and that baking is also like a a huge enterprise for them but um i don't know i'll tell you it makes a huge difference when you have a home-baked product, a, a, a product that's baked right there, Tariq. It really makes a better sandwich. I think, honestly, it totally agree. elevates a, mm-hmm. a, a bread basket. And you, I'm sure you've had, you know, gone to restaurants and been like, oh, I don't I don't really want that, that yeah. roll. It's just not good. It's Yeah, I've had that before. I'm just yeah. sitting there like, mm. So I, I guess my reason to want to even talk about this on the air is to say, yeah, bread. It's great. Why not just embrace it? I love it. Embrace the carbs. Embrace the carbs. I mean, I mean bread's great, been around good bread since, is, yeah. since what you know BC time. Well, and, and okay, think about it. In France, they they everybody eats baguettes. Everybody mm. goes down to the boulangerie every day and gets mm. their baguette. And the French are not overweight people. They walk everywhere. Mm. They eat in moderation. They drink wine. They know how to eat and mm. live. Yeah, instead of that lettuce wraps and all that stuff. Oh, in, gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry. Next up, we're going to talk about a, you know, new pop-up. You know, pop-ups, all the thing. Uh, There's a pop-up called Travesty, and it's not spelled the way you think. So don't think it's it's a travesty. It's actually spelled like Travis, the name Mm -hmm. is T. Because the the guy who puts him on the shelf, Mm. his first name is Travis. Yeah. So 
Do you know who this is and what's this? What's going on with that? Yeah, this guy's name is Travis Cook. He is a chef who works uh, at Laughing Taco. Okay. Um, he's from, I guess, Maryland originally. He worked out on the West Coast, brought here, or came to the Milwaukee area because of uh, love, apparently. <laughs> what does um, it usually, you know, doesn't it? That often <laughs> is the case, yeah. So he's doing these pop-ups very, you know, just actually a few days ago, he had one at Amalinda mm-hmm. that looked really interesting. It looks like it was like uh, six courses um, of snacks um, and kind of small plate style. Pretty interesting stuff that sold out very, very mm-hmm. quickly. Um, but he's got a series that's coming up yeah. at Birch and Butcher. Yeah, there's a. Uh, so there's two dates in April, April 8th and April 29th. Both are Sundays. One of the, there's two seatings on each of those days. One of the seatings on Sunday, April 29th, is sold out. But uh, I'm looking at the website. The menu is a six-course tasting menu and uh, with a beer pairing. There will be snacks. He didn't tell the snacks in this one, but it includes uh, the courses include a Reuben tartare, which sounds very interesting, with sauerkraut, rye, and pickle. Brassicas, brassicas, is that right? Which is kind of like a family of the mustard greens with sauerkraut, sauerkraut, I just said that, cauliflower, chicken, and egg. There's a pasta dish with new potato, allium, and duck. A beef dish, sorghum, which I love sorghum. Um, beets and balsamic, and for desserts, because everybody loves cereal, a, there's a Captain Crunch, cereal, milk, and crunch, which I'm not sure exactly what that is, but mm-hmm. sounds interesting. Um, again, there's six courses, April 8th and April 29th, and uh, we'll post links over on our website. It doesn't seem like that long ago that that we would have had to preface pop, the pop-up thing mm-hmm. by explaining what, what that means. Yeah. That's that's all the rage. So we don't. We should have a this bites pop up, shouldn't we? <laughs> right. Why don't we? I mean, we could do it, Tariq. Like do a pop up pop tart. Yeah. <laughs> what What does that even mean? Who knows? I have no idea. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about films. You know, the film festival is a few months away. There's a documentary that's been uh, traveling the circuit right now. I know there's a screen in Chicago in, in late April. But that's for all the fans of ramen. Uh, it's called Ramen Heads. You remember, uh, was it uh, the sushi documentary? What's that called? Can't think of the documentary on top of my head, but it's a similar kind of thing, but it deals with ramen. The documentary follows this ramen chef, Osamu Tomita. He's considered a reigning king of ramen in Japan. Uh, it looks at, at how he has his passion and what goes into his ramen. They also follow uh, profiles of five other notable ramen shops in Japan, each with their own philosophy and flavor, which exemplify various different aspects of the ramen world. And uh, they also mix in the historical roots of ramen and also give in-depth look at the culture surrounding ramen. Like, for example, it's rude to talk while eating ramen in Japan. You're supposed to be there quiet, and it's impolite not to slurp yeah yeah so no talking you can slurp but no talking basically. you should slurp you should and slurp i'm helping you out here Tariq. jiro dreams of sushi yes that's what it was yeah jiro dreams of sushi. so it's sort of similar format to that i guess it's subtitled um the document took about 15 months to uh make and so if you're a fan of ramen like you go to red light ramen or the other ramen joints in the city Definitely worth the checkout. There's a trailer. We'll post a trailer on the website and some screening dates, upcoming screening dates in the area, which is mostly Chicago. You know, it's interesting in Japan. I mean, I'm I'm assuming there that in in a lot of families, household, eating ramen is a daily affair. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. there, there are probably people that eat it. 
I mean, every day yeah, in some a, form, right? They were like talking to trailer. We watched a trailer. People wait in line, wait all day to just get this ramen, a bowl of ramen. And it's it's and you know how Americans, you know, most most, most people think of ramen is the stuff that's like twenty five cents over there. I, I think that's a, why there's such a in a in a way kind of a cavalier ab- mm-hmm. attitude about mm-hmm. it here because people just don't they don't understand, understand like. Uh, what exactly? Yeah, and why and, it has such meaning. And in Japan, it's just like barbecue. Like you know, barbecue is very regional. Different regions yeah, have their ramen like, is ramen too. Ramen is very regional as well mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, we'll let you know if it comes out. I'll post some links and information, and I'll maybe I'll contact them and see if they're ever going to come to Milwaukee or not. And maybe you're going to make it. It's going to happen for our for our Despite's pop up. Maybe do a Despite's uh, screening of this film. Maybe it's I'll a pop reach up. out. See what happens. Okay. Cool. All right. Next is uh, the Milwaukee Chop House. What's going on there? Yeah. Okay. So the Chop House is doing something that, in a way, bellies its name. Okay. It's called Milwaukee Chop House, which means that it's focused on chops, chops and steaks. You know, when I've done steakhouse roundups, this is one of the places Mm. I say that you should go. Um, In fact, and in 2017, I don't know if you know this, they won their first Wine Spectator Award. So they're known for having a really great wine. Yeah. They're known for having a great wine list. They are in the Milwaukee Hilton Hotel on okay. Fifth and uh, uh, Fifth and Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Clybourne, I think. Okay, yeah. okay, which is the same hotel that used to have a water park. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they have news right now. One of them, is, one of one of component is that they have a new chef. So they hired this new chef, and as chefs that come on board often do, they change their menu. They want to so put their stamp on. Want to put their stamp on the mm-hmm. menu? Um, and they're still doing a lot of prime cuts of meat. Uh, that's one of the things they're known for. But they have quite a large selection now of seafood um, on their menu, and um, I don't know if it somewhat reflects. I think surf and turf for one thing, and mm-hmm. people like to have seafood, and they like to have. S- steak in mm-hmm. a steakhouse. They want to be able to have both. But there's some interesting things here. So for instance, um, on the entree menu, he's doing um, Miro sea bass, which is a Patagonian toothfish, served with a lemon, lemon blanc, celeriac apple slaw, and microgreens. That's kind of like a signature mm-hmm. item. Uh, he's doing a scallops with creamy farro, beach mushroom, pancetta, and pea tendrils. He's doing a seasonal salmon. There, uh, There's also a like a regular uh, offering of a seafood bisque, a seafood sampler on the menu, which is an appetizer. Okay. So the, I think something that would call out to you, king crab legs, lobster, shrimp, oysters. You can order it for two or for four people. Mm. And oysters on the half shell, baked oysters, Prince Edward Island mussels, diver scallops, calamari crab cakes. There clearly is a demand for this <laughs> for this type of this type of seafood, mm-hmm. I think, in restaurants and I mean, I'm, sometimes you're like, I I'm love cool a good steak, but sometimes I get, you know, yeah, tired of red meat. I want some fish in my diet, some seafood. It just feels good when you have like fish and butter and like it just, I don't know, makes me makes me happy. And I thought a steak doesn't make me happy, but I just, I don't know, having a lobster and butter or crab legs, I'm really happy. Yeah, you know, it just reminds me of. You're warm. definitely a shellfish guy too, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I don't share a lot, but that's why I'm shellfish. <laughs> I am such a good straight man. So good at that. Helping you out always. So that's pretty, uh, the menu is available now? Yes. Okay. My understanding is. At the is Milwaukee yeah. Chop House. Next up is a really cool benefit. So it's the Dim Sum Give, Give Some. Some that's mm-hmm. happening this weekend. Uh, 
what's what's the details on that? Okay, it's Sunday, March 25th at the ICC from 3 to 5. So we're talking, this is an event in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's grown hugely. Um, Dim Sum Give Some is actually a benefit uh, to support the fight against Kennedy's disease, which is... Uh, the disease that uh, Dan Jacobs, one of the the owners of Dan Dan, uh, has that is that is something he was diagnosed with a few years ago. Actually, right when he he and his partner Dan Van Wright were opening Dan Dan, mm-hmm. he found out that that he had this disease. It's a debilitating disease that has some similarity to MS. So this year, uh, thirty restaurants, which you know I don't I know they did not have thirty restaurants last year, no. but thirty are going to be doing or taking part in this event um, with you know offering their own tasting I'm it's a tasting event so I'm assuming tasting size dishes and um, there's definitely going to be cocktails and beer offerings um, maybe you can we can mention a few of these restaurants Tariq yeah Amalinda Ardent a Diplomat Snack Boys Riverside Theater which is I guess is Kevin Sloan mm-hmm. but also Sanford's going to be there Trey Vivali Merriman Social Odd Duck Irie Zulu who we have some uh, uh, some news about later in this show Good kind and more. All are going to be taking part in this uh, really cool benefits and event happening this coming Sunday, from three to six. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's three hours. To try to get through all that's a, it's a lot of a. I don't know. Move fast. Yeah. So, and that's dim sum. Give some. Next up is uh, I thought this event was about me, but uh, it's called Battle of the Beef. Then it would be Battle of the Beefcake. Beefcake or beef belly. Beef belly, more like it. That's what I'm called. I mean, if you see me, you know why. All that beer. Anyway, plus I start taking yoga. But Battle of the Beef, April 4th, going to be held at Third Coast Provisions, Oak and Oyster, the place under Third mm-hmm. Coast Provisions. So uh, for a small fee, it's a partnership with Badger Liquor, and they're basically bringing New York and Montreal head-to-head who reigns supreme in the fight for smoke meat supremacy. And uh, the ticket will get you uh, smoked meat sandwiches from a carving station featuring both cities, finest spiced beef, plenty of deli sides, a theme welcome cocktail, and access to two additional cocktails created solely for the event. So that sounds like a really cool thing. Uh, Again, that's April 4th, Battle of Beef, Montreal. Because, you know, Montreal's definitely, uh, I forgot the name of that restaurant, uh, that really crazy restaurant. It's been featured on Anthony Bourdain's show. They did the, you know, remember KFC had a double down? This restaurant did the double down with foie gras. Oh, my God. So two wow. pieces of foie gras sandwiched in between. Wow. <laughs> what was it, ham or something? Chicken? I don't know what it was. It was the sandwich between chicken and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this restaurant. I forgot, the, the, the guys are crazy. I forgot the name of the restaurant. I like that's my bucket list to go to this restaurant, Montreal. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it right now. Well, I I will say Montreal's on my bucket list of just visits. Yeah, yeah. I got to go there. Montreal has this kind of grit. I but I you know what what draws me is kind of that French yeah. element but to it's it. Kind of it's kind of a gritty. It's, it's grittier than Toronto, but grittier really? in a good way. Is it okay? It's a grittier. It's a more. I like Toronto. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, when I mean gritty, it's like it's a fun city. You got an interesting way of describing cities too, Tariq. Well, I used to be an architect, you know. Oh yes. Yeah. So. Tariq, aka the architect. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're gonna, remember we talked about we were talking we we're going to talk about Irie Zulu. Now we're going to close out the show with something happening at Irie Zulu on March thirty first. Owner and proprietor Yolande Deacon 
is offering a class on mastering the basics of African and Jamaican cuisine, March 31st from 11 to 1. She will tell you stories about cuisine and do a spice walkthrough. Uh, she does a class that gets monthly, but this one looks interesting. It also close, includes a recipe demonstration. You get a, a three sample plates included in the cost, a glass of wine, and recipe cards to take home so you can actually make the dishes that she uh, demoed at the class. She's so, great at... Um, she's a champion of... She's an absolute advocate for yeah. her cuisine, mm-hmm. which I, I love. I mean, I mean, she started out selling her spices, mm-hmm. then her sausages, but all of it like at farmer's markets, yeah. and everything grew from that. She's like the Oprah of cuisine. I don't know. She's kind of a little hustler. Like, she's going to be like this... I'm just she's waiting for... She's smart. She's a I'm very waiting, smart I'm waiting for her TV show. Oh, yeah. You know, her, her cooking talk show yeah. on Food Network. I'm just waiting for that to happen. I She's know. a smart businesswoman. Yeah. So, but the class looks a lot of fun. She does tell great stories about cuisine. I did a dinner with her uh, to celebrate Black Panther, and she told the stories of the cuisine. It was really intriguing. It was really cool. She's a great storyteller, and I really have not been there. I definitely recommend. I love check, their check food. It, check it's it great. out. Yeah, you know what is really delicious? Have you had their juices, like their hibiscus juice? Yes. And- Really refreshing, and yeah. Well, th- yeah. I was going to say you can have it in a cocktail, yeah. and you know it's really good. Yeah. Uh, that concludes this week's edition of This Bites. You want more information on what we talked about? You know what to do. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org/slash/thisbites. Don't forget, you can subscribe to This Bites as a podcast over at RadioMilwaukee.org/slash/podcast. It just gets, keeps getting better and better, doesn't it? Teresa? Yeah. And as always. Stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. T-shirts are coming. What about hoodies? It's spring. So we're going to get you a a tank top. I'd rather have a hoodie. Get you a tank top. Yeah. A cut off tank top.